Hello and welcome to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Don Hibbard. And I'm Courtney Bronze. And each week we bring you conservation topics and events from around the Endless Mountains. Well, we do have an interview this week, and uh, to switch it up a little bit, we have Max Little uh, in the studio. Uh, he's with the USDA Farm Service Agency, and he's actually the County Executive Director. So, welcome. Thank you, Don. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, so I know you want to get right to it and talk a bit about your programs, but first, uh, let's just talk a bit about you. So, um, tell us a bit about yourself, you know, how you got started with USDA, um, how you came to Susquehanna County, that type of thing, maybe a little bit about your you and your family. Sure, yeah. Uh, so, I grew up in uh, Tioga County, uh, Pennsylvania. I'm sure a lot of people have heard about Tioga County. It's a real small area out there. Um, farming was a big deal in my community. Um, most people I knew were farmers. Uh, my dad grew up working on a farm and I also grew up working on that farm that my dad grew up on. Um, I never lived on a farm, but farming was very important to me. Uh, I served five years in the military after I graduated high school. Um, I was military police in the 82nd Airborne Division. Pretty cool, jumping out of planes. Yeah. That, was, that was pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> something different every day. Yeah. yeah, it's always something interesting when you talk about you know the 82nd and jumping out of planes, so that was pretty cool. Um, after my five years of military service and one deployment to Afghanistan, I got out and I decided to go back to school. Um, went to American Military University for my bachelor's degree and then I got my uh, master's degree from Binghamton University up in Binghamton, New York in public administration. And from there I decided I wanted to uh, go back into um, the federal government and USDA from my background of where I grew up was really appealing to me, especially the Farm Service Agency. So I started up as a program technician um, in Bath, New York, and I remember my first day I was super nervous, didn't know what was going on, and <laughs> I, I got comfortable when one of the first farmers came in. I was like, this is my kind of people, this is where I'm the most comfortable and love to be around. And eventually, uh, about eight months later, I got into the COP program, which is training to be a county executive director. And once I went through the training program, I got placed in Susquehanna County um, with the Montrose Farm Service Agency team as the ex county executive director there. So a little bit about my background. That was um, how I ended up in the position I am now currently. That's awesome. Um, do you want to start by telling us a little bit about your program and what you do with the Farm Service Agency? Yeah, sure. So. Um, I'll start uh, with reviewing a little bit about the Farm Bill. Um, so every five years, um, the Farm Bill expires and is updated. So it goes through an extensive process where it is um, proposed, it's debated, and then uh, passed by Congress. And uh, eventually once that process is done, it's signed into law by the President. And the most recent Farm Bill, um, the Agriculture Improvement Act of 2018, was enacted into law in December of 2018 and expires in 2023. Um, the Farm Bill is meant to be a bipartisan measure that seeks to cover programs from crop insurance to uh, the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, which I'm sure you've heard of, a lot of people call that SNAP. Um, USDA's role in the Farm Bill is to implement programming as Congress has directed us to and to leverage our expertise and meaningful data to give feedback and better understanding uh, about how our programs are working 
and where they aren't and sharing where we need additional flexibilities to better address the needs and challenges across the country. Um, each farm bill includes sections uh, called titles that cover the topics of the bill. And the 2018 farm bill included commodities, conservation, nutrition credit, rural development, research and extension, forestry, energy, horticulture, crop insurance, and there was a miscellaneous section for all other topics that were concerning to farmers. And as we gear up for the next farm bill, we look forward to working with Congress to implement programs that will best serve all people. Yeah, so that was quite a list um, in that particular uh, section. I think um, new to the farm bill in 18 was the hemp, correct? You, correct. You do yep. anything with that as well? Um, um, most of our programs, uh, uh, there's not like a specific thing geared towards hemp. I don't know what they're going to put in the 2023 farm bill. It's possible there might be more focus on, on hemp, but I, I don't really have that information um, here on, on hand. But I know they do farm loans um, for any producers that want to go into have a hemping farm operations. They may have, you know, do beginning loans, things like that. But that's like the major part of what hemp focus is right now is just helping loans and new farmers in that aspect. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, I know uh, CREP is a big program of yours, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Conservation Reserve Enhancement Program, also known as CREP. That's a big program. Um, if, if you don't mind, I could go into uh, some details about what CREP is and the specific focuses on that. Yeah, let's do that. All right, so um, CREP, what it does is it enables our partners to shape um, uh, CRP, which is the Conservation Reserve Program, to be uh, site-specific and to address local priorities. And this is from water quality and conservation to wildlife habitat and climate outcomes. Uh, bottom line, partnerships are critical to expanding our reach to producers, and we want to take CREP up to the actual next level. So in direct response to feedbacks that we receive from state agencies, tribes, nonprofits, and all other groups, uh, USDA has updated the program's matching fund requirements and invested initial additional staff to work directly with partners for, for streamlined partner-driven conservation efforts. Um, a December 6, 2019 rule required that 50% of matching funds from partners uh, be in the form of direct payments, which made it more difficult for d diverse types of groups to participate in CREP. Um, with this rule change, uh, partners can now provide their negotiated level of matching funds in the form of cash, in-kind contributions, or technical assistance. This change allows for greater flexibility and opportunities to a di diverse set of partners to participate in the CREP program. Uh, the rule also updated policy now to provide a full annual runner rate to producers who are impacted by state, tribal, or local laws, ordinance, and also regulations that require a resource um, conserving or environmental protection measures. And the previous rule um, penalized producers who were covered by such laws. So this was a really unique update that is really helping the program. And in order for us to implement these changes, FSA invested in staff capacity to implement and hired three new CREP staff members using a regional approach to work closely with potential and existing partners and expand availability of the program. Uh, a couple of cool new facts, uh, CREP currently has 
34 projects in 26 states across the nation, and in total more than 860,000 acres are currently enrolled in the CREP program. Um, these improvements to CREP and their promotion uh, will supply Secretary Vilsack's priority for the USDA to work with agriculture, forestry, and also rural communities to develop climate smart ag and forestry uh, practices and solutions. We want to build uh, capacity so we can better reach our partners, including those we may not have uh, worked with before. We're taking action to reduce barriers to access and opportunity for historically underserved producers and landowners. And this is done by engaging more partners and we're working with groups that provide a direct link into these communities to work with the underserved producers. Okay. Um, I'm just thinking, you know, some of the points that you hit on. Mm -hmm. um, if, a, if a landowner wants to get involved with CREP, um, we, where do they start, I guess? So I guess this is a common misconception that people uh, confuse. They think anybody can just step into the CREP program. Um, what they changed here recently in the past few years is you have to establish a three-year cropping history report. So it's CREP is now focusing on farmers. So to get involved, you have to establish those three years of cropping history in our local office. And that's done by coming in and crop reporting um, any commodities that you plant. And that includes haying as well. Okay, so you have to so show some kind of proof. Yeah. Um, and that has to start exactly. year one, year two, year three, and then you can get enrolled in CREP. Right, exactly. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, that's good to know. So I know the dairy industry is a really big topic right now, you know, not only in our county, but across the state. Do you want to talk about it a little bit? Yeah, so the uh, Dairy Margin Coverage Program, um, also known as DMC, uh, provides, uh, it's a, the DMC is a voluntary risk management program that offers protection to dairy producers when the difference between the all milk price and the average feed cost, also known as the margarine, uh, falls below a certain dollar amount selected by the producers when they come up and uh, come and sign up for the program. Uh, the DMC program offers dairy producers catastrophic coverage and this is at no cost to the producer other than the $100 um, annual administrative fee. And then uh, greater coverage levels at various levels for a premium in addition to the $100 administrative fee. Um, one important thing I wanted to cover with the DMC is there's updates to feed costs. So the USDA has also changed the DMC feed cost formula and this was to better reflect the actual cost um, dairy farmers pay for high quality alfalfa hay. FSA will calculate payments using 100% premium alfalfa hay rather than the 50%. And this is, was a big change and the amended feed cost formula will make DMC payments more reflective of actual dairy producer expenses and DMC payments will, will more likely to trigger for the operations having DMC coverage for 2022. So higher DMC feed cost calculations due to the premium alpha adjustment could more frequently uh, trigger DMC indemnity payments for dairy operations having DMC coverage in 2022. So this this was like the major focus um, the USDA has done to help out uh, dairy producers, especially you know with past scenarios we've had over the couple of years. So this retroactive um, feed costs were a really good thing that the USDA provided. 
So how popular is this program? I mean, do you see a lot of participation or? Um, we do see a lot of participation, especially since um, if they just want to get the catastrophic coverage and just pay the $100 administrative fee, it's at no cost to them and they can have some uh, type of coverage for their dairy operations. The biggest hit to uh, this program signups was actually uh, the dairy businesses that have been going out of business and are dissolving their operations. That's been the major hit. Not because the program wasn't popular, but because of these uh, sad situations we've seen throughout Sus Susquehanna County. And you said uh, it's closed for now, but um, when's the next enrollment? Um, the next signups will be fall. So okay. I was I, this year they changed the sign up dates. So that's why I always say when you think uh, about Thanksgiving time, okay. start calling the local FSA office to see when signups are for this coverage, and that would be for uh, 2023. Gotcha. Okay. So you had mentioned in talking before the show that you guys actually have an open temporary position? Yeah, so um, I also cover Lackawanna, Wayne, and Pike counties, and our office is located down in Mayfield, and we have an open temp position currently on USA Jobs. So if you're having trouble uh, finding that job or locating that job, uh, just remember usajobs.com, and when you go into the search area, you can just type in Farm Service Agency, and then the location for Mayfield, and you will see that uh, temp job populate. Um, if anybody has any questions about that temp job, I will be the hiring manager for that, and they can always email me at max.litle, so that's my first and last name, at usda.gov. Perfect. Thank you. We appreciate you coming into the studio and sharing a little bit about yourself and your programs with us. Courtney, Don, I really appreciate your time, and thank you very much. Uh, I look forward to uh, hopefully working with you in the future and being on your podcast and radio shows later on. Thank you. Well, I guess that does it for our show. If you have questions related to our shows, you can contact the Conservation District by calling 570-782-2105. If you missed a portion of today's show, you can go to our website, www.suscondistrict.org, and find our Conservation Corner page with past episodes, links to information about past episodes, and a contact form where you can reach out and ask questions or make comments about the show. You have been listening to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Courtney Bronze. And I'm Don Hibbert saying enjoy the outdoors. <laughs>